Alrighty. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. It feels awesome to be sitting down to record again. Seriously, I have been away uh, in Vegas, as you guys could tell by the title of this episode. Just got back from EDC Las Vegas about, I think, four or five days ago now. And I have been like religiously taking notes the whole time I was away specifically to record this podcast episode. This is actually going to be my first festival review on Rave Culture. Um, This is something that I hope to continue moving forward after I attend major music festivals. I want to have dedicated episodes just to tell you guys how the experience was, um, what the best sets were, and just overall talk about things that happened there so you guys, whether you attend them or not, can get a better feeling of these festivals. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say a big thank you again to all of you guys who have been following the podcast. Um, I have a Twitter and Instagram account at Rave Culture Cast if you guys want to follow me over there. I'm going to try to include some more behind the scenes clips. I'm not filming any today because your girl is feeling under the weather and we'd Just no one really needs to see that. But you guys can go ahead and follow me there. Um, Also, my personal account is at Emma Capotis on Instagram and Twitter. And if you guys ever want to send in any episode suggestions or you just have any like feedback or thoughts, you can email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. I love reading all the submissions you guys have had so far. I have some upcoming episodes that are going to be happening that are ideas that you guys sent in. So thank you so much for contributing. And I just want to shout out to all of you guys who have been sharing the podcast. Thank you so, so much for putting it on your stories, for tweeting at me, um, and just mentioning it. Again, like word of mouth is is really what spreads the word about the podcast. So sharing it with your friends, especially this episode, like send this to anybody that attended EDC Las Vegas. Um, I think a lot of us right now are like having the EDC blues. So it's kind of nice just to have someone to sit down and talk to about it. At least for me, I feel like this episode is going to be very therapeutic. I kind of gave it a couple days for me to just like gather all my thoughts and, you know, let all the sadness sink in that it's over. And now I'm like really excited to talk about everything. So anyway, that is the intro for today. Um, I did introduce a new segment recently where I'm going to be doing EDM news for the week, but since this episode is already probably going to be very long and very detailed, I'm going to skip the news and we're going to get right into EDC Las Vegas. All right, so I did just want to mention very quickly, um, if you guys are not already subscribed to me on YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel for a couple years now and I have a ton of EDM content vlogs, um, music festival tips and advice, makeup, fashion, all that fun stuff. Um, It's under my name, Emma Capotis. And starting this week, the week that you guys are listening to this, I'm putting up all of my uh, daily vlogs from the festival so you guys can actually see the footage that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So definitely go check it out there. Um, You'll be able to see all my videos and I'm posting a ton of photos and videos on my Instagram as well. And last thing, if you couldn't already tell by my voice, I've also been talking about this nonstop on Twitter, so I'm going to shut up after this, but I got very sick after EDC. This happens to me every year. It's pretty common. I know I've been seeing a lot of comments from people, but it's just like a lot on your body, and this year in particular was very windy, and there was a lot of sand and like dirt being kicked up in the air, and I could sort of like feel it collecting in like my lungs when we were there. And of course, I got home, um, have been sick this whole week I'm just starting to feel like myself again which is awesome so that's why I'm recording today but I do have a cold so just please ignore my voice or any sniffles you're gonna hear in this episode so I wanted to start this off by saying I hope all of you guys truly had an incredible time at EDC whether it was your first time or it was your fifth like mine or you've been like six plus times the best thing this past week has been hearing people's response to the festival and a lot of you have reached out to me to let me know like how much of an amazing time you had at the festival and it's just so incredible to read your messages it like warms my heart because EDC is the most special festival to me obviously I love it so much so to see people going for the first time and coming back being like oh my god you were right I'm going next year like this was the best festival I've ever been to I absolutely love reading those comments Um, so I am really happy that you guys enjoyed it and of course no festival is perfect I'm not biased in any way I'm going to be going over the good 
and the bad from the festival. Um, We're going to be breaking down everything today. I'm going to be telling you guys about my experience in Las Vegas, the hotel I stayed at, and then everything from the festival, the crowding, security, stages, and layouts, the best sets in my opinion. Um, And then I do want to address a lot of the complaints that I saw online because of course people love to voice their opinion and there were some like common complaints that were happening this year. So I'm going to save those for the end of the episode and I'm going to address them. But a quick shout out to Insomniac, to the Las Vegas Police Department, to the medical tent, to the ground control, to the EMTs, to everybody. There were zero deaths at EDC this year and I know that's a weird thing to say but a lot of like the media and news outlets like to focus on the bad side of raving and music festivals and I just want to say that they all kept us safe and there were zero deaths this year and I think that that is incredible so shout out to all of you guys who protected us who watched out for us and made sure that we had the best experience possible all right you guys so I'm gonna get into it I'm gonna break down my whole trip for you guys and then we're gonna be talking about everything along the way so again like I mentioned uh, this year was my fifth year attending EDC Las Vegas I went with my best friend Tara she's two years younger than me I'm 28 she is 26 her younger brother Eric came with us he is 21 this was his first time attending EDC and then my best friend Brady he is 27 and he's from Salt Lake City so we met Brady at EDC Las Vegas 2015 and we've all been going together ever since so Eric was new to our group this year and it was awesome to have him Um, I know him very well he goes to a lot of the shows with us here in the New York New Jersey area Um, so it was so awesome to have like a newbie in our group this year because we were like living through him it was so awesome to see like him experiencing everything for the first time I don't know I just like absolutely have like a special place in my heart for the first timers because I just like I know what you're in for and I get so excited (laughs) but anyway so Tara Eric and I flew in Wednesday night the 15th got there really late um and we were just staying at the Stratosphere Hotel for one night so we got to the hotel around 11 30 p.m it was like a super basic room like nothing flashy um if you guys are unaware the Stratosphere it's at the very very end of the strip so yeah we just went straight there passed out immediately I was actually so nervous beforehand and you'll see it in my vlogs my bag was so heavy this year you guys and United has a 50 pound limit (laughs) to your bag the amount of candy that I brought with me on this trip and that I came home with is ridiculous but I was under the 50 pound mark so that was really good anyways so it was actually really nice flying in on Wednesday I, I kind of recommend it because then on Thursday we woke up just like refreshed and ready to start the day um, we actually got to go to the Peppermill Diner, which is like a staple in Las Vegas. I had never been before, but it's always been recommended. It's on TripAdvisor. It's very highly rated, and it's just like a classic Las Vegas diner. It's such a cool vibe inside. They have these like cocktail waitresses that walk around that are in full, like they were in black ball gowns, like pearls, like fully dressed up. It was such like a cool, like old Vegas vibe. Um, so we had, they had some mimosas and we had a really delicious breakfast. So I do recommend it. The food was actually really bomb and it wasn't that expensive either. So we did that. I also ran into some subscribers at this point already, which was crazy. Like I went into this weekend hoping to meet as many people as possible because I don't meet too many people in the New York City area and I knew like EDC was going to be where I, where I found all my people. So actually we ran into people on the elevator at the Stratosphere and then on my flight there, a couple people recognized me on the plane and that was like hysterical. So it was just so cool like running into people. So after breakfast, we checked out. I mentioned this in the vlogs, but we checked out at the exact same time that the entire fucking hotel was apparently checking out because it took us 30 minutes to get downstairs. There was one elevator working on our floor. It was ridiculous. We, we actually met other people, though, attending EDC. So we were like making friends while we were waiting for this elevator. But oh my God, that was fucking painful. And then we, yeah, we took a cab down to the Park MGM, which is where we stayed for the rest of our trip. Um, It was my first time staying there. They had recently renovated it. It used to be called the Monte Carlo Hotel. It's right in between the Aria and New York, New York. I highly recommend it. Our room was very, very nice. Um, We had like a two queen bed room. There were a lot of nice restaurants. They built an Eataly in there, which Eataly is something that's in New York City. It's basically like a giant Italian marketplace with like tons of different like pop-up shops and like restaurants and they had gelato and bars and all that fun stuff so we really really liked our hotel 
So we went there and then Brady had checked in. It was so, so good seeing him. We hadn't seen him in a year since EDC last year. So we decided to take it pretty easy on Thursday because Thursday the weather was weird and this is where I'll start to get into the weather in Las Vegas. It was not good. (laughs) I'm sure that's the biggest complaint everybody's seen, but I literally couldn't believe it. I've been to Vegas like eight times now, eight or nine times. Um, And in May, it's always like hot and beautiful. That's why they moved the festival to May from June. Um, And it was in like, I want to say the low 70s, high 60s, but it was cloudy and windy and the wind made all the difference. So we decided not to do a pool party on Thursday. And I actually, it did drizzle for a little. And I think the above and beyond pool or maybe Dre's closed like like very very briefly but yeah the weather was shit so we decided to go to Italy we got um some drinks we had some pizza and we just like walked around um we also always get our groceries delivered to the hotel this is something I mentioned in my videos but it's a huge help you can order them I think we do it through Instacart or something like that but yeah so then rather than going and buying all your groceries there you can pre-order everything and they deliver it um but I guess Brady had picked two days prior to our check-in so this girl was super plur she was so nice she offered to hold on to our groceries for two days and then she met us at the hotel and dropped them off so it was the plur vibes already had started she was awesome so then what did we do we did a liquor store run we went and got like our white claws and our tequila and then we went to our favorite place ever to eat Gordon Ramsay's burger. I've talked about this so many times. It's literally our favorite. The french fries there, holy shit. I'm not kidding, you guys. There's always a wait, but we literally don't care. So we waited online. I got some sort of like chicken burger, um, but the sweet potato fries are covered in like powdered sugar and there's this like honey mustard dip that is crack. It's straight up crack. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. So we did that. We had like our favorite meal to kick off the weekend. And then we went back and we started to get ready. So we had decided to do Encore Beach Club, um, their night swim. Rufus DeSole was the headliner that night and we had never done a night swim before. So that was our plan. And our two friends, Sarah and Mike, who are from Maryland, we met them at EDC Las Vegas 2017. They're also a part of our rave fam. They decided to come out with this this year, which was awesome because usually we only see them at the festival. But we were like, no, guys, like let's hang out outside of the festival this year. So it really is so cool, like how many people you meet through EDC. I'm sure you guys listening right now have probably made new friends this year. And it's crazy. Years will go by and you will still stay in touch with these people. So anyway, we got all dressed up. I knew it was going to be cold. We saw the temperature and I was like, whatever. So we were in like dresses and heels. Um, We got on a guest list, which was awesome. The guest list line, they told us to get there at 930 and the club literally didn't let us in until 1030. So we stood on this line for a straight up hour. Literally was going to pee my pants. I'm not even kidding. And this girl behind us was throwing up on the line like very discreetly. They still let her in, which was kind of crazy. But we it just was like an uncomfortable hour (laughs) to say the least. Encore itself is a beautiful club. Um, It's a beach club and a nightclub. It's awesome. I can't exaggerate enough how cold it was. I'm not kidding. Like we were, it was unbearable. I, my teeth were chattering the entire time and it was a night swim. So we kind of made the wrong choice. We probably should have gone to a nightclub that was indoors and we would have had no problem. But yeah, the wind was like blowing. So we decided to go like up into the front, in front of the DJ so that we could have like the warmth of the crowd around us. So once we did that, it wasn't a problem, but that area gets so fucking packed. So we were sort of like sandwiched in there. Um, and then we probably saw maybe like a half an hour to an hour of Rufus DeSole by the time they came on and then we decided to just like call it a night uh we wanted to go rest and get ready for the festival oh and I thought it was so funny so Sarah and Mike I don't know what they did I guess there was some sort of like souvenir cup that you could buy when you got drinks I don't know what they did but they spent 130 dollars on drinks we were like what the fuck they gave us free drink tokens So Sarah and Mike, if you're listening, I still don't know what you did. (laughs) It was so funny. They were like, how did we spend $130 in one shot? So I don't know what they did, but those Vegas prices can creep up on you. So watch that. All right. So next day, now we are at Friday, which is the first day of EDC. Ugh, there is nothing like waking up and knowing it's EDC day. I can't even tell you. I was so ready to go to the festival. Um... But of course, there were things we had to take care of first. So Friday is always our day to go to a pool party. And we had decided to go to Chaos, which is a new club and pool party. Um, It is at the Palms Hotel. And 
we decided to go see Armin Van Buren because we love him and we had somebody else like scheduled at the same time as him at the actual festival. So we did still want to go see him this weekend. So Tara and I actually did our hair for the festival before the pool party because we did those like colored braids that you see everybody doing now. So I had like neon yellow hair and she had pink hair. So we did that before, which was really, really fun. It was just to save us time later um, in case like we got too drunk or whatever. We didn't want to take that much time getting ready after the pool party. So again, weather not looking good. We woke up and it was incredibly windy and cloudy and we were like, shit, it's going to be so cold, um, but whatever. So we go to the palms and we walk up and the first thing the bouncer says to our friend Eric is that he can't get in because he's wearing a Mets jersey. So this was news to me, you guys. I didn't know this. You, I guess most of the pool parties don't let you wear jerseys, which is really funny because pool parties are extremely lax with the dress code compared to like the nightclubs. So we were like, uh... Okay, fuck. What do we do? And the guy wasn't mean about it at all. I will just say that. He actually was very polite. He was like, what you can do is either go to the hotel and check it with like the bellhop or you can pay $45 for a locker. And at first we were like, that's ridiculous. Like this makes no sense. So we went to go find the bellhop in the hotel. It was just taking too much time. We were like, fuck it. We'll pay for the locker. So we go back. Uh, They let him in shirtless. Again, this makes no sense to me, but he was allowed in shirtless, but not with a Mets jersey. I don't know. But again, it's cold. So poor Eric walks in shirtless and he's like fucking freezing because nobody else has their shirt off at this point. It was probably we got there early. I think we probably got there at like 1130 or 12. So chaos itself 10 out of 10 would recommend. I thought it was a beautiful pool party. Um, It's huge. They have a ton of cabanas, um, places to sit, VIP areas with like their own little pools. So I mean, if you are going to do a table, I would do a table at a pool party. I just think it's like such a cool vibe. Um, And then they had multiple bars. Everything was very clean. And the sound system was like right in the middle. It was awesome. They had some really nice visuals and everything. And it was a smaller size stage. But yeah, the stereo system was great. So we went like right up in there again to just like try and get in the crowd and get some warmth. And I actually ran into a subscriber. So that was awesome to meet some people at the pool party. I ended up drinking champagne. Yeah, Tara and I got champagne. It was $20 a glass, but it was a very, very full glass. I will say that. It was a heavy pour. So I spent $40 on Friday. Um, I only had two drinks that day because I was like, your girl is cheap and I'm not spending more than that. (laughs) But it was a really good time. The opening um, DJ was really good. I didn't get his name. And eventually you guys all of a sudden the sun comes out behind the clouds which was the best moment ever and that was probably the best weather maybe of the whole weekend um we got like a solid three hours where the sun came out and it was hot and beautiful and we actually like I actually got to take off my shorts and just dance in my bathing suit so we got so lucky um the weather really pulled through for us and then all of a sudden Sunnery James and Ryan Marciano came on which we had no idea that they were the opening DJ so that was a really nice surprise and I know in my previous episode I just have to do a shout out uh Tara and I kind of shit on (laughs) Sunnery James and Ryan Marciano a little bit we were talking about some of our least favorite sets and we said that their ultra set in 2017 wasn't that good and I still stand behind that but they made up for it you guys I'm happy to report they absolutely killed it at the pool party uh we literally looked at each other and we were like oh my god we shit all over their ultra set but now they're really killing it so I will say they they were a good ass time I had a lot of fun anyway so then Armin Van Buren came out he killed it uh I love him he's like the happiest person ever I love watching him DJ you can tell just like how much he loves what he does and that's just the best thing ever when you see somebody who just like looks humble and happy so it was incredible his set was a lot of fun Alrighty, just inserting another really quick break here to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaveCultureCast. Feel free to tweet me or DM me there. Um, Send me any feedback after the episodes, any suggestions you guys have for topic ideas. Again, you can email me RaveCultureCast at gmail.com. I love chatting with you guys. So yeah, send me any feedback you have, any ideas um, or just things you want advice on or topics you want me to talk about on an upcoming episode. All right, let's just get right back into the episode. All right, guys, here we are. We have finally arrived at EDC night one. All right, it's Friday night. We had left the pool party 
and went and got ready actually pretty quickly um there was an opening ceremony on Friday which we did not make it to I don't think we've ever made it to that we didn't do it last year either but we did want to see Io he was playing at 7 p.m at circuit grounds and one thing to note about Friday that if you attended this year you you know it now Friday is by far the worst day as far as traffic there's almost always an issue with Ubers and with shuttles um people are leaving work on Friday and you're sitting in the same traffic on the highway and you know there's just that adjustment period that always happens Friday so we knew that so I think we got an Uber around I want to say 5 30 thinking that maybe it would take like an hour um because usually uh, the quickest ride it could be like 35 to 40 minutes so you just really never know so we ended up getting um, an Uber X and I believe we got there around 645. It was an hour and 15 minute car ride, I want to say. So it was a, it was a pretty long trip. We were not exactly prepared for that, but it is what it is. It is really funny though, if you guys were on that same highway to see all the cars driving by, you can tell who's going to EDC. People were sticking their fans out the window. There were a ton of people pulling their cars over to let people pee on the highway, which is hysterical. And yeah, you can just like feel the energy as you're driving to the festival. So it's always like really cool to see the other cars and like hear their music and just get like really pumped. So this year we did the VIP experience, which was awesome. I'm actually going to do a fully dedicated video on my YouTube channel um, talking about that experience and the perks and my overall thoughts on it. But what this meant was at the entrance of the festival, there was the GA entrance and there was a VIP GA plus entrance. And we basically just cut the line as far as when they were checking your ID. And then at the very end, we all merge into the same line for the bag check. So we had no problem getting through security. Security was a breeze this year. I honestly had no issues any of the nights. They were all like pretty quick. But the VIP entrance was very fast. We literally never waited more than five minutes. So that was a huge perk. So then we got into the festival and it was still light out. And we had that iconic moment where you walk in at the top of the bleachers and you see the whole festival for the first time. Oh my God, I'm getting the feels right now. It's the best feeling in the entire world. The first thing you normally see is Cosmic Meadow. It's like staring you in the face. And then off to the right, um, we could see Neon Garden, Downtown EDC, which was a brand new experience this year. And then there was Quantum Valley, which had this mega structure vibe, circuit grounds in the far right corner. And then we could see like a little hint of Kinetic Field, um, which was main stage. So again, we got in and didn't have that much of a window. So we went straight over to circuit grounds and we entered through the VIP entrance. So that was a pretty cool thing. At circuit grounds, they had basically like a roped off area and you could either stay like on the ground or you could walk up a couple steps and they had like an elevated viewing platform. And at each of the VIP areas, for the most part, they had their own bars, food, bathrooms some of them had water refills and then the bigger ones had like interactive things like games and photo booths and all of that so Io was fucking awesome it was my first time seeing him he's a newer artist that I'm familiar with he's very like dark kind of techno vibes he's also like v attractive just throwing that out there <laughs> we decided to like use the bathrooms fill up our water really quick and then we went up the stairs and watched from the viewing platform and I ran into a subscriber her name was Asia she was so dope. She had a table up there because they did have some table service and I saw her immediately. She started like waving at me and ran over and we had like a long conversation. She was awesome. She ended up giving me a drink from her table. So that was really cool. Thank you for sharing. And we traded candy and that was that was awesome. It was great to kick off the weekend that way. But yeah, Io's set was incredible. He actually had a pretty packed stage for a 7 p.m. set. I was like very proud of him. He did he did a really great job. I'm glad we got to see him. Just gonna throw this out there in the beginning of the episode here. Circuit Grounds was my favorite stage. We literally lived there like the whole weekend and I didn't even care. It was awesome. It was my favorite Circuit Grounds they've ever done. I liked how... Not enclosed it was, but I liked the framing of it and the LED screens around you were sick. The fireworks above Circuit Grounds were incredible and I just like liked the whole vibe of it. In general, production this year was my favorite. 
I loved the stage designs. Um, they expanded the festival, so there was more room for Neon Garden, for Quantum Valley, and for Circuit Grounds. And it was much needed because the crowding this year, you guys, sorry I'm pausing on my timeline here, but the crowding was felt everywhere. That was one of the biggest complaints. But um, EDC became the biggest EDM festival in the world this year. They sold the most tickets that they've ever sold. And I felt it everywhere. It was so fucking crowded at these stages, especially for people like Skrillex's set and Elenium set. Oh my God, it was like shoulder to shoulder packed. And with that comes some people in the crowd that maybe aren't the most polite. So I did see a lot of people who were pissed that the crowd wasn't very plur. I didn't feel that anywhere. My group had a great experience. We met so many people. We had the occasional shoving, but... The crowds I get in New York City are so much worse than EDC. So I didn't really get that whole thing where people were like, the crowd wasn't that good this year. I don't know if I agree with that. I just think there were so many more people this year. Anyway, I digress. Um, Circuit Ground Stage was my favorite. I thought it was sick. So after IO, we decided to walk around and just like do a lap to check out the other stages. We ended up stumbling into Zeke Beats back-to-back champagne drip at Base Pod. I really liked Base Pod this year. I didn't spend that much time last year, but uh, we got to catch I think like three or four sets there this year and the stage production was awesome. I really, really liked it. The lighting was really cool. It's just one of those stages that like the closer you are, the better. Like if you're standing all the way in the back or all the way to the side you might get some sound bleed from the other stages but we were a sort of like pretty central for Zeke Beats. This is also when we started to notice the cold. It started to creep in. This was probably around like I want to say nine o'clock now and I was in a mesh t-shirt dress from I Heart Raves. I had a little like red snakeskin bikini set from Lime Blonde and then I had platform sneakers on and I had just leg wraps. That was it. At this point, I was like, okay, we're going to have to go to the merch tent and I'm going to need to buy a sweatshirt like for sure to get through this night. It was it was like all we could think about. We were all sort of looking at each other like, okay, it's a little uncomfortable, but we can deal with it. Like if you're in the crowd, it's not that bad. But when you're walking around the festival, wow, it's unbearable. So we attempted to go to one merch tent and we barely moved in like 20 minutes. So we were like, fuck this. We're going to go see Bijou. He was playing at Stereo Bloom, so we gave up. So we went and saw Bijou. Stereo Bloom, if you guys are unfamiliar, is a newer stage. It's for more like up-and-coming acts, and it's awesome. Uh, Extremely loud. 1,000% needed my earplugs there. Thank God I had those this weekend. They really, really saved my hearing. But yeah, Stereo Bloom's production is really, really awesome. Um, I really liked Bijou's set. That was my first time seeing him. And I also met um, the founder of The Lunchbox, which is a brand new anti-theft hydration pack. They had sent me one to test over the weekend and I absolutely loved it. And I had these like glowing LED lights on my backpack. So he recognized me in the crowd and ran over and said hi. So it was awesome just like meeting people like this who I've been in conversation with, my subscribers, and just people like business-wise that I've been talking to to like actually meet them and like establish a relationship and say hello in person was awesome and it was a really great opportunity. So I was so excited that he came over and said hi. So after Bijou, I was like, I literally need a sweatshirt like fuck this this is so cold I'm never gonna get through the rest of the night and we're not gonna enjoy it it was like to the point where we were it was all we were thinking about and we were like no we don't want to think about how cold we are we want to go enjoy these fucking sets so there was a merch tent sort of like near stereo bloom area and we got over there and it was beyond packed so Brady and I went up the line and Tara and Eric waited on the side we were there for 45 minutes And it wasn't like a quick 45 minutes. It was like the most painful 45 minutes. People, it was just so not plur. Like everyone was miserable. Um, The line was barely moving. And the woman who was at our cash register closed up shop mid-line. So then our entire section had to merge into the middle. And like these poor workers, genuinely, like I felt horrible for them too. Like they're doing the best that they can, but it was extremely understaffed. Their whole workflow was like, no good. Insomniac knows my number one complaint is that they never have enough staff at the general store and at the merch lines. So anyway, it was like 
a war zone in there and I like shoved my way to the front because I was like this is not happening by the time I got up there and got this woman's attention which was shocking that I even had that happen every single long sleeve item was sold out the only thing they had left that was like remotely warm was an EDC blanket it was $80 we were like fuck it we're buying the blanket I think it was one of the last blankets they had too so we got very lucky I felt horrible for all the people standing behind me because they were still an extremely long line um and people were telling me that they they bought like pashminas and wrapped them around their body like it was brutal Friday was the worst sorry if I'm going into like too much detail but this podcast episode I wanted to tell everything that happened every single thing so anyway we got this blanket it was extremely warm we were walking around in that for the rest of the night uh we missed Solardo back-to-back Idris Elba who was on my list I really wanted to see them but we like cut through their set and then we went to Circuit Grounds again to catch Blacklist, who is Zoo's alias. Uh, it's his techno alias. I was so excited for this next stretch because it was Blacklist, then Eric Prids, then Above and Beyond, all at Circuit Grounds. So like Friday was the most like heavy hitting night as far as sets that we wanted to see. And I had never seen Zoo either. So Blacklist was such a fucking vibe. It was very sexual. He had all these like white mannequins up on the stage with him. And then all his visuals were like black and white and it was just like women's bodies and I don't know it was like a very interesting vibe. They had a lot of lasers for his set. I liked the sound of that a lot so that was awesome. At this point also our friends Sarah and Mike came and met us so it was the five no six of us together and yeah and then Eric Pritz came on which if you guys didn't see last week I did a whole countdown on my Instagram stories of my top 10 EDC sets And are you surprised Eric Prids was my number one two years in a row. I can't stress this enough. If you've never seen a Prids set or a Cerez D set or a Prida set, he's a fucking legend for a reason. There's just something about his production. I mean, like he can just so easily transition like in and out of his aliases. And every time I see a set, it's unique. He sort of like picks a vibe. And this one felt very like euphoric. I kept saying that it sounded very pretty. Like it wasn't his like dark or techno stuff. It definitely wasn't like a Cerez D vibe. It was more like a Prita vibe, um, more like tech and house It was beautiful and he played some of my favorite songs. He played every day twice and I was like beaming. I was dancing and just jumping up and down. His visuals are always so cool. And we met actually met a bunch of people around us because we were there for three sets in a row. So we made some friends. A subscriber came up to me during that set. Two subscribers came up to me one of which had made me candy. It said Wolfpack Emma and it was a little wolf perler. So like Just the fact that I, what are the chances? You know what I mean? Like, what are the chances? It blows my mind that you had made me a candy perler just in hopes of running into me. So like moments like that just blow my mind and it was so special and I still have it. I love it. Anyway, enough about Eric Prids. It was incredible. I can't wait to watch his setback. I took so many videos during that and that was Sarah and Mike's first time seeing Prids. So they absolutely loved it too. And then we got a beautiful fireworks display. Their fireworks are my favorite site in the entire world. It just takes your absolute breath away. And the view above Circuit Grounds was gorgeous. Um, Definitely go check out the vlogs. The videos are great. And then it went straight into Above and Beyond, who is one of my favorite artists. We haven't seen Above and Beyond in like a couple years now. And they're also just like an EDC staple. Like they bring it every single time. And their set was just like very high energy. They didn't play a lot of their like older songs like I was expecting for it to be more like feelsy and I was going to be like singing along but no not at all like it was just way more high energy um trancy and they brought out as a surprise guest seven lions you guys I almost cried like they put his logo up on the screen and I was like no fucking way in hell because he wasn't playing this year which never happens seven lions always plays so for the first night for all of this to be happening like it was overwhelming and they played a new song together I cannot wait till it comes out it sounded amazing oh and one other thing I forgot to mention okay we are 99% sure that we saw Amelie Lenz in the crowd at Eric Prids she's a DJ she closed Neon Garden on Sunday there was this beautiful girl dancing next to us she had like short black hair and she had this really sparkly black top on and Brady went over and started talking to her because he knows Amelie Lenz and he was like 
hey, has anyone ever told you you look like Amelie Lenz? And she was like, oh, yeah, I get that all the time. And she said, she's actually playing on Sunday. You should check her out. And Brie was like, oh, yeah, like we're going to see her. And then I went over and I told her that her top was super cute. And then Brady was like, guys, I swear to God, that was Amelie. And we looked at her pictures later. 1000% has to be her. If anyone knows what she was wearing to EDC on Friday, send me pictures because I swear to God it was her. And she was having like the time of her life. So that was really cool. I'm sure there were like so many artists in the crowd. Like all of them posted videos. They were all just like walking around, hanging out and taking in the sets. Like EDC is incredible for them as well. She seen so many DJs post in the last week that EDC is their favorite festival and just the production level of it and they get to be inspired and see many other sets and artists so it is really cool that they're just like in the crowd amongst you guys like taking it in just as much as you are. Anyway I'm wrapping up Friday night here so the EDC blanket saved my life. I have videos of me dancing around to that at the Prids set and at the Above and Beyond set. Uh, After that, we ended up going over to main stage for the first time to see Excision. Um, He did an awesome job. The crowd was like so high energy. We had I had made some Excision Perler bracelets. So we handed those out to two girls in the crowd and they were like ecstatic. They were so excited. So that was really, really cool. And at that point, I was pretty exhausted. So I don't think I like fully enjoyed the set Um, like the pain was starting to set in. My legs were starting to hurt. So we stayed for probably like half of excision set and then decided to call it an early night and go over to the uber tent we got to the uber tent around 4 a.m i luckily got wi-fi and i got an uber right away it said she was 15 minutes away homegirl didn't get a parking spot for another hour so we literally were just sitting in this tent and again like we had one blanket and everybody was freezing and i felt really bad they all like let me have the blanket but thank you guys I love you very much um but that was painful to say oh if you guys have waited in the uber tent or the shuttle lines you know what I'm talking about I'm not gonna get into so we ended up getting home at around 7 15 a.m on Saturday the whole uber experience took about three hours after that we were like do we do shuttles the next few you know what I mean when you just like your soul is like demoralized so Friday experience wise with crowding and the cold and the traffic was the worst but music wise it made up for it if you know what I mean like the experience itself you end up forgiving all of these other things that happen because it's still like the best night of your life somehow I don't know if that makes sense but that's how I justify it in my head all right you guys I'm just gonna take another super quick break here to let you guys know that I am gonna be attending ever after music festival in about a week and a half two weeks Um, It's in Canada. It's more of like a bassy dubstep festival, but I am going to be hosting a meetup there with the festival finesser. He is another YouTuber. Um, Details to come. You guys can follow the event on Facebook or just follow us both on Instagram. We'll be posting details, but it's going to be a meetup inside the festival. So I really hope to see you guys at Ever After. I've never been. It's something different and exciting. So yeah, there's another opportunity to come out and meet me. I cannot wait to see you guys in person. Can't wait to dance and party with you. So I hope to see you all in a couple weeks at Ever After. All right, this episode is going to be so long, but I'm kind of here for it. (laughs) Okay, so Saturday, day two of EDC. We ended up sleeping till about 2 p.m. My group never does like pool parties or really anything during the day on the EDC weekend. We just like to rest and like recuperate. So we ended up getting dinner or lunch slash dinner. I think we went to Tom's Urban, which was a restaurant in New York, New York. It was eight. Not my fave, but it was still good. The drinks are good. Um, And then we pretty much had a very quick turnaround time. We had to go back and get ready very quickly. Um, I wanted to get to the festival early on Saturday because I was hosting a meetup Saturday night inside the festival. So we ended up calling an Uber, I think around the same time, like 530. And it was much, much faster. I think it was only like a 45 minute trip. So that was no issue. We ended up getting to the festival before it opened and just like waited a little bit until they started to allow people through um, the security area. And again, no problem. Flew right in with the VIP entrance. And so this night we had more time to explore. So we went and checked out the VIP area at Kinetic Field, which was by far the biggest like sectioned off area that they had for VIP. And it was so cool. Um, It was sort of if you're looking at the stage, it was to the back and to the left 
They had um, an indoor area that had like a little screening room where they actually did play the Game of Thrones episode on Sunday. They had a barbershop, a glitter bar, like photo booth setup moments, tons of bars, tons of food. They had a VIP Ferris wheel, a pool, a hookah bar, a water refill station, private bathrooms. And the bathrooms are like trailers. So they're like flushable. There's mirrors. There's sinks. Much better experience than the porta potties. Um, and yeah, and it was just like the biggest area by far. They had a viewing platform to view Kinetic Field. So we actually got some food. I got some pizza. We got some Red Bulls. We played a game of cornhole. And then we made our way over to downtown EDC for the meetup. All right, I already cried in my video recap about this on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to spare you guys. All I'm going to say is that the meetup was, it was just beyond my expectations. It was incredible. Uh, I really like just didn't know what to expect when we went there. So somebody, uh, I think her name was Shireen, came up to me like right away when we got there and that sort of just like kicked off the whole night and all of a sudden this like line started forming and it just was like warmed my heart to meet you guys in person, to hear your stories. So many of you told me that my videos just like helped you out so that you could have like the best EDC experience. And that is like my main goal is so that you guys feel prepared and informed and you can just like cut out all the bullshit so that you can have like the best time possible. The amount of you that made me special candy and perlers that were so thoughtful, uh. I'm not going to cry this episode, I swear. Um, but you guys like know me so well and you made me special gifts and it was beyond incredible. It was so cool to put like faces to names that I always see online. So just like having that interaction in person was amazing. And you guys are the best. It was so diverse. Um, that was the other thing I noticed. It was men. It was women. It was all different ages. People who were like raving veterans. People whose first time was this weekend. All different races. Sexual orientations. Like it was such a diverse mix of people. And it made me so fucking proud. We have the best family. Everyone was so positive. People were like interacting on the line. And like taking pictures for each other. Which yeah. I would expect nothing less from you guys. You seriously all are the coolest fucking people. So thank you so much for waiting on that line for coming out. Um, I love and I'm cherishing all the photos and the videos you guys sent and I can't wait to do more meetups. Like I got my nerves out and now I'm like oh I'm doing a meetup at every single festival I attend just so that I can have a chance to meet you and so many people reached out to me that weren't able to attend and I felt so bad. They were trying to like meet up with me somewhere in the festival but you guys know how it is. EDC is just so chaotic to try and find people. So I did just bump into people in the crowd. But um, any of you guys that still wanted to send me stuff, I have a P.O. box. Um, the information is in my Instagram story highlights. You can totally feel free to send it if you want to. Do not feel obligated. Um, otherwise, I hope to see you at a festival in the future. Like I said, I'm going to Ever After in two weeks and Electric Zoo. I'm going all three days and I will be having a meetup at Electric Zoo. Anyways, also so many of you guys name dropped the podcast, which made me so fucking happy because this family is growing and the fact that you guys listen to this on your commute, uh, anybody that name dropped rave culture, I was like, fuck yeah, you guys are the real ones. So that was awesome. Thank you guys for mentioning it and thank you so much for coming out. All right, moving on with the night. So next we went to see quite possibly the most surprising and entertaining set of the weekend and that was Nitty Gritty. And you guys, I didn't know who Nitty Gritty was until a couple weeks ago when some of my subscribers told me that I cannot miss him. Thank the Lord for you. This is why we have this relationship, to share music with each other. Thank God you guys recommended Nitty Gritty because holy shit, we only caught the last half an hour with him because the meetup ended up being an hour. It was the most random eclectic set list like he played so many bangers and he went like really really heavy and trappy and then he played like Vanessa Carlton Tatiana mix and then Sandstorm like he dropped so many good songs we were like dead ass sober having like the best time it was so much fun I want to see him again in a heartbeat and catch a full set of his and that was also at circuit grounds and not to mention that at this point we had some other people scheduled but it was announced earlier in the day that Skrillex was going to be the surprise set 
10.30 to 11.30 at Circuit Grounds. So we knew it was going to be a packed house and made the decision to just stay at Circuit Grounds. So um, we actually got to see Arm & Hammer, which I had never seen them. I don't really listen to their music, but they were a good vibe. They kind of were like Adventure Club-ish to me. It wasn't like 1,000% my favorite set, but I'm glad that I actually did get to see a lot of new people this weekend. So we planted our asses at Circuit Grounds. We were on the floor in the VIP area. Then... The people started rolling in for Skrillex and I think this is where the most of the complaints were like we couldn't even move in VIP we were up against the railing but there was barely any room to move and then our friends Sarah and Mike met us and they were in GA literally on the opposite side of the railing so at least we were like next to each other but they couldn't move either it was very claustrophobic I wouldn't expect anything less I think once Skrillex starts touring more um hopefully that will start to die down but for me it just was such a good experience because I love Skrillex like obviously I think he's like a god he's incredible but it just was really nice to, to hear how his sound has evolved since I had last seen him like four years ago it just yeah I liked this, his new sound he played a couple of his like classic songs but he played some dog blood and it was a little bit more housey than I expected it to be so I don't know I had a really good time at Skrillex it just was a little bit too claustrophobic and then after Skrillex we left to go to Cosmic Meadow so this was our first Cosmic Meadow set of the weekend and we got to see Zoo. This is my first time seeing Zoo. He was probably the number one person I wanted to see this weekend just because he's got such a good vibe. He's a very unique artist and he did not disappoint. He sings his songs live. He had a whole setup. He had musicians on stage with him. And the most interesting thing about his set was that like he didn't play any full songs really. He was mixing everything live, singing it live. He'd play like a little hint and then maybe do like a drop of like in the morning and me Roomba, but he would never play the song in its entirety. So it just felt like a very unique set and I was in heaven. I loved it. My videos didn't come out that great from his set, but I had a great ass time. Okay, so I'm looking at my notes and I'm laughing right now because the plan next was to go see Io back to back No Mana at the Parliament Art Car. We were like, let's do an art car set. So we ended up walking all the way around and this is the first time usually I'm like the rave mom and I don't fuck this stuff up but I took us to the Mayan art car we should have known because it was literally empty but I was like no 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 like this is it guys there was one person DJing the whole time so I don't know how I put this together but I have so many funny videos like there, there was like no one really there a couple people but we ended up seeing Mandrake for half an hour until we realized that it wasn't the right art car but we had a fun fucking time it just was really really cold and windy again and like you could feel it because we were literally in the middle of like an open dance floor so we ended up realizing it and then we went to the parliament art car and we decided to wait online to get on the art car for the first time ever and we did we made it for like the last five minutes of io set it was so fucking dope it was so cool i like got a seat like next to this kid, he was really nice. Um, I gave him some of my ear, like my extra pair of earplugs because he like really needed them up there. But I got some awesome videos up there um, and it was so cool to see like Iowa that close. He waved at me. That made my whole life. Uh, yeah, so we got on our first R car in five years. That was dope. It was a good time. All right, so here's where the night gets tricky. The next plan was to either go see Black Tiger Sex Machine or Cascade. So we looped around and walked through main stage, at which point all the lights were on and there were these messages up on the screen that said to evacuate the venue. And we were V confused. We were like, what the fuck is happening? Why is Cascade not playing right now? Um, turns out, apparently, the wind threshold meter that they have went off and so that immediately shuts down main stage and quantum valley as well had the exact same thing happen but i guess on the back end they determined that the other stages were fine so they didn't want to shut down the entire venue but it really fucking sucks like i feel horrible for cascade people were being really mean to him online it's not his fault the fucking wind threshold was met and imagine being a dj standing backstage about to play a set to 50,000 people and being told you're not allowed to go on like imagine how he feels and RL Grime didn't get to play either so you'll see them again you know hopefully they'll come around to your area but I feel horrible for them so I gather and this is where the other complaints come in I gather some people left the entire venue 
which is a problem. I could easily understand you being pissed off if you were told to evacuate the entire venue. But like I said, we were just walking by. So we just went to Base Pod and caught the end of Black Tiger Sex Machine. So it just was very confusing seeing that happening. And then we swung around because we were going to go see Arl Grime and that wasn't happening. So we ended up catching Kezo's set at Circuit Grounds. He was really, really dope. Uh, it was a, a fun crowd for him. You can tell people like really love him. And this was the point that we noticed that Quantum Valley was also shut down. So it just was weird. I have never seen that happen at EDC Las Vegas. And I felt horrible for the artists and for the fans that wanted to see these artists play. So again, uh, it was around 3.30, 3.45. We got extremely tired and we decided to make the executive decision after the Uber fiasco of Friday to get online early because we were just like, we can't do that again. We cannot wait three hours. Like, let's just go. So we didn't end up seeing Whipped Cream or Dylan Nathaniel. So I was really bummed, but it is what it is. You, When you're in the moment, you make the best decisions for yourself. And then you think about it later and you're like, God, why couldn't I have just like had the energy to get through the rest of the weekend? No, 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 no. When you're there and you're feeling the pain and the cold, you make the decision in the moment and you stick to it. So we decided to leave. Oh, and I forgot to mention there were no fireworks on Saturday, which was a huge freaking bummer. I think we also saw Martin Garrix. We might have seen Martin Garrix either Saturday or Sunday. We caught a little bit of his set too. Um, But yeah, we knew the fireworks weren't going to happen because of all the shutdowns and that was a huge bummer, but it is what it is. Um, And as far as the weather, we were more prepared on Saturday. I packed a sweatshirt and I packed like knee-high tights, so I put those over my fishnets and we were fine. So as long as you were more prepared, I think the weather like wasn't as much of an issue the next few days. And we called an Uber XL. Somebody told us to do that. They were like, you'll get an XL much faster. So we did that, had no problem, got home within an hour and went the fuck to sleep. All right, you guys, wrapping up the episode here. (laughs) I hope you are enjoying this. Trying to give you guys like the full EDC experience here. But anyway, so on Sunday, we actually got a lot of rest because we got home, I think maybe around like 5 or 5.30. So we only slept till like noon or one o'clock, which is early for us, got up. Um, and this is when I was like online and I was starting to see the complaints rolling in. Like people were obviously pissed about the the stages being shut down and the weather and they were expecting Sunday's weather to be the worst. So I was seeing people being like, I'm selling my wristband. I'm not going like it's supposed to be freezing tonight. And in my mind, like you travel all this way, just like go buy a sweatshirt on the strip. You know what I mean? Or see what you can do. And you know, that wasn't an option for us. There was no way we were missing Sunday. Uh, And then Insomniac and Pasquale came out with a message basically saying that they made changes to the stages so that there weren't any issues with the wind so that they could prevent any shutdowns of the stages. So we were prepared. I think, yeah, Brady went and bought a sweatshirt on the strip. Um, I totally scrapped my outfit on Sunday, which I was really bummed about because obviously a huge part of EDC is the outfits. Like people get so into the fashion. It's incredible to see it. Um, but yeah, so I scrapped my whole outfit. I ended up wearing fishnet tights. I packed my Adidas leggings. I had my Rave With Me Jaws t-shirt and then I brought my black sweatshirt and then like I had accessories and I did like a colored braid and stuff again, but I was like, I'm not fucking around. Like we are going, we are having the best time. We're not even going to think about the weather. It was all about comfort being over cute. I'm going to say this right now before I get into Sunday. Sunday ended up being my favorite day. Shocker. I did not expect that at all, but I had the best fucking time on night three and I saw other people saying the same thing. I don't know what it was, but like it was a good ass time. So we ended up getting an Uber. Uh, It took a really long time on Sunday. Again, traffic was pretty bad. Um, So we got there a little bit later than we had planned, but we took our time getting ready. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, But music wise, we started the night with Camel Fat. Oh, and I forgot to mention, this is like so unusual. There was a lot of things that were unusual about this year. Usually we don't eat at the festival. We eat beforehand or we get a snack. But we ended up, I got like a quesadilla and a Red Bull. And we were like sitting in the VIP area at Kinetic Field, like shivering because the wind was so crazy, just like trying to eat my quesadilla and the chips were all like blowing off of my plate. It was like, it was a ridiculous sight to see, but nonetheless, the food was good. So yeah, so we went to Camel Fat. Um, we decided to do the VIP entrance at Cosmic Meadow, which was really cool. There wasn't, it wasn't like as big of a 
space as like circuit grounds and stuff it literally was just a roped off area directly stage left like right in front of the stage so we were like up front it was so cool we were like against the railing again earplugs save my life you guys get yourself a good pair of earplugs um that was my first time seeing camel fat they did an awesome job I absolutely love their set um they didn't play cola unless they did and we missed it but yeah they were so fun it was really really exciting to see them and then Chris Lake came on after which I don't know what happened, but for some reason I did not have him on my lineup, which I love Chris Lake. So anyway, super pleasant surprise. He ended up being, I think in my top 10, he was my number four set of the whole weekend. Holy shit. So much fun. Good house vibes. I was shuffling like crazy. He played my Auntie Up songs that I love. He played a new song that he has out. And I just have to mention this because it just stands out in my mind. We ended up moving out of VIP and then we watched the remainder of Chris Lake front right. We were like up against the railing in GA. And mind you, this is like 10 p.m., like 10.30 p.m. Um, The amount of people that were like rolling balls around us, like having the best time of their life was hysterical because we were like sober at that point. So we were just dying. Like it's just so funny to people watch at EDC. Like it's a literal circus. It's like fucking overwhelming and the shit that you see in the crowd we also saw this guy who was like super fucked up starts peeing I'm pretty sure he was peeing against the railing literally in front of three security guards and they grabbed him immediately and like removed him so I'm pretty sure he was kicked out of the whole festival but yeah there's always things like that that happen in the crowd I'm sure you guys have your stories um but yeah so we did that we ended up missing Anna, she, Anna or Anna, she was playing at Neon Garden, so we didn't get to see her, but we swung around and we finally saw our first Quantum Valley set. We went and saw um, Andrew Bayer. I loved it. It was so nice to finally go over there. I will say, you guys, I know I promised I would get to Wasteland this year. I did not. I walked by it, but we got to every other stage and on an art car this year. So I thought it, we w- did a pretty good job. I feel like we've fully experienced EDC now. Um, but yeah, we got over to Quantum Valley. We went into the VIP area, which was sectioned off and it was attached from Neon Garden and Quantum Valley. So you could kind of walk in and out of either stage. It was really cool. Like they had, again, the trailer bathrooms, food, drink. They had um, this like photo booth that was really, really cool. Tara and I took a boomerang and emailed it to ourselves and we never got them. So we were really sad about that. But anyway, they had all these like dancers back there and it was just a cool vibe. We had a beautiful view and we got we got some of our trance feels in on Sunday so I actually really enjoyed his set after that we um went over to Neon Garden and we got to catch about 15 to 20 minutes of Enrico San Giuliano's set Uh, I had really really wanted to see him he's another artist that I've gotten into recently so that was our first time really spending some time in Neon Garden again in retrospect Wish I had more time in Neon Garden, but it is what it is. Um, So we really enjoyed that. I will say the two coldest stages, in my opinion, were Quantum and Neon Garden because they were so open and there wasn't any like structure that was like blocking the wind. So when we were standing at those two stages, I was pretty fucking cold. But again, I just put my sweatshirt on and I put my my leggings on and we were fine. And then after that, we went and saw Chami and Mala. Uh, Eric's favorite artist is Chami. So we were able to like split up our time. Those stages are all pretty close to each other. So it was nice to just easily like walk from one to the other. Chami and Mala were such a good damn time. Oh my god, I love Mala. Um, and it was a kind of a different set. I actually don't remember hearing like that many like Mala songs. But the mixes that they played were awesome. We were standing all the way up in the back, like on the concrete, like slanted area, like directly straight on to Cosmic Meadow. Um, so much fun. Eric got his one of his first light shows. So that was a good time. And it was packed. It was absolutely packed for their set. Um, so after that, we went over to Circuit Grounds a little bit early because Elenium was playing at 1.30 and we wanted to like get a spot for the fireworks and everything like that. So we did VIP again and we bumped into two of my subscribers who I had met at the meetup the night before. So and they were hysterical, like such nice people. We had so much fun. So we were like hanging out with them and dancing with them and we caught the end of Zed's Dead. So that was a pleasant surprise. Um, And again, it started to feel a little like Skrillex, like the crowd was filling in 
so so packed GA looked like shoulder to shoulder packed so I wasn't surprised and then they did the fireworks display we were so so happy I think no matter what Pasquale was gonna find a window to like launch all the fireworks so they launched about like two days worth of fireworks off on Sunday so incredible show and then Elenium came on he is like one of my favorite favorite artists I love him so so much we had a really really good time something happened though in that set I don't know why I'm gonna listen back to his set maybe I'm fucking crazy you guys because so many of you like tweeted at me and answered my Instagram story that Elenium was your favorite set I don't know there was like a lull in the middle of his set where he played I think it was like feel good take you down I don't know there were a couple right in a row that were very slow and I don't know we sort of just like lost interest I feel horrible saying that because I love Elenium but yeah we ended up going to the bathroom it was really nice like actually at circuit grounds when it is that packed the VIP bathrooms are right there so I will say that's a huge perk because you don't have to like walk out of the entire crowd and like try and find a restroom so we ended up going to the bathroom and then his set like picked up again he played rumble and he played all these other mixes so it ended on a good note and I ended up running into a subscriber like in the bathroom at circuit ground so that was really funny I don't know I was running into you guys everywhere that was the best that's like one of the best things about EDC I also saw rave Dora in the crowd (laughs) in VIP um at circuit ground so it's like so funny to see these people in person if you guys know who I'm talking about let me know. But yeah, after that, it was around 3 a.m. and we decided to go see Dylan Francis, who is one of our absolute favorite people and artists. And we were like, you know what, we're probably going to end the weekend with him. So why don't we go watch him from VIP? So we went up to the viewing platform there and had this amazing view of Kinetic Field. And Again, like we had gone to Excision and I think we saw the very beginning of Tritonal and Zach's for like two seconds, but really the only two sets we saw at main stage were Excision and Dylan Francis. So that's like a huge difference. I don't know. We kept saying like we've grown so much as like headliners in the last couple of years because we used to live at Kinetic Field. So it just was like a, such an interesting journey through music. We, we have different interests now. Anyway, Dylan killed it. If there is anyone that was going to bring our energy level up Sunday night at 3 a.m., it's going to be Dylan Francis. I was dancing my fucking ass off. I think probably like 10,000 of my steps were from his set. Couldn't stop moving. He played all my favorite songs like anywhere. Oh, I love hearing that live. He played Old Town Road. He was the only DJ I I heard play Old Town Road the whole weekend which was shocking because I thought that was going to be like the song of EDC. But yeah, it wasn't. Um, We had an incredible time. It was so good. We stayed for his whole set and then we decided to call it a night. At that point, I don't know if you guys are the same, but my body was like done. It was like going to collapse if I stopped moving. My legs were going to give out. Like I had never felt exhaustion like that before. Like I'm always exhausted after EDC, but now I can tell based on how sick I was this week that my body was just like, fuck you, I'm over it. So we left. We didn't look back. I think we caught the end of 4B back to back, say my name as we were leaving. They were on Cosmic Meadow. So yeah, and then we had no problem with Uber. We got home, no problem. And that was EDC 2019 in a nutshell, aka an hour-long podcast episode. So I will really quickly just give you guys my overall thoughts. Um, Like I said, out of my five years, this was my favorite year. Um, The meetup made it so special, but I just thought the sets this year were incredible. Um, The production and the stages and the layout of the festival by far was my favorite. I thought they nailed it with the placement of everything. Also, VIP clearly made a difference I would do VIP again in a heartbeat um yeah weather not my favorite I would be very upset if it was the same weather next year but you just never know like you can't control that so hopefully that wouldn't be a problem next year but yeah weather fucking sucked and the Ubers on Friday were terrible but again it is what it is. Um, as I said, my favorite stages were Circuit Grounds, Cosmic Meadow. I thought Kinetic Field was beautiful. I liked it much more than last year's. And I don't totally agree with all the comments I've seen about the crowds. Um, hopefully, if you guys, if this was your first EDC, now you sort of like get a feeling for how it always is. Like 
Friday is always an issue. There's always going to be traffic. Some of the crowd isn't going to be the best. But in general, I met so many cool people this weekend. And I thought I thought it was a lot of plur around. I don't know. I don't know if anybody agrees with me, but I met some really cool people. But yeah, the wind and the shutdown of the stages totally was a damper. So I do feel for you guys who dealt with that experience. I'm really sorry that that happened. Anyways, so you guys already know my top sets. Uh, my number one was Eric Prids. Two, Above and Beyond. Three, Dylan Francis. Four, Chris Lake. Number five, Skrillex. I'm going to do number six, Zoo. Zoo was awesome. He killed it. Number seven, I'm giving to Io. Really liked him. He was awesome. Number eight, I would say Nitty Gritty. He would probably be much higher, but I only saw half of his set, so I'm going to I'll move him down just because of that. Uh, number nine was Blacklist. I really liked Zoo's alias set. And number 10 was Chami Mala. We had a great time um, at their set. So those are my top sets. They're probably on YouTube, you guys. Definitely go check them out. I highly recommend them. Just to end this episode again, you guys, um, go check out my EDC vlogs on my YouTube channel. All the footage from everything I talked about today is in there. I really, really hope you enjoy them. And please subscribe if you guys aren't subscribed already over there. Again, you can follow us at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and you can send in any topic ideas, feedback, suggestions for future episodes to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And my personal account is at Emma Capotes. It's K-A-P-O-T-E-S. Feel free to go stop by, say hello. And I hope to see you guys in person one day, uh, maybe at Ever After or at Electric Zoo. And I I have some other things in the works. So I am planning my future shows and festival schedules uh, for the rest of the year. Anyways, I hope you guys had the absolute best EDC experience. If you've never been before, I hope you have a better idea of what it's like now. Hope everybody's feeling better. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll be back with a new one next Wednesday. Bye.